Spreads Track by Track presents Stevie Wonder Classics. Today we're going to be talking about It Ain't No Use from Fulfilling His First Finale, released on the 22nd of July 1974. On the track, it is Stevie Wonder on pretty much everything. He's on the roads, he's on the moog bass, he's on the drums, he's doing his own background vocals, along with Lanny Groves, Minnie Ripperton, and let's hear it for Denise Williams. Uh, the track is four minutes and one second, and joining me to talk about today is Norm again. Uh, hey, Darren. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, people know me. They'll know me from Bat Minutes. And after seeing uh, the title of this album, I was like, is this a Bat Minute outro? Because our whole thing is doing alliteration and then seeing the name fulfilling <laughs> this first finale. Like, what the hell? It's like it is literally uh, yeah. like something I something convoluted I would have written for for a joke. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's funny actually because the the cover of the album depicts Stevie Wonder's as Batman. Kind of oh life. my god! <laughs> no, it, it actually depicts his life up until this point, which includes the car crash he was involved in a year before, um, where he was in a coma for four days. Oh. <laughs> so. And then the kind of piano keys kind of gradually go up like towards heaven. But everything that's on the bottom is kind of depicting his life before this album. Um, and then the the keyboard is meant to represent this album and how, you know, it's it's like this is the first finale of his like, you know, his life. Mm. Um, but yeah, he puts like a car crash on the front cover of the album that put him in a coma. So uh, that's one know, of those things, uh, like, you know, the critics must have been so like, I really hope this album was bad because it's a really obvious joke I can make about this <laughs> album cover. And then afterwards, yeah. like, well, pretty good, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it managed to it managed to win uh, the Grammy for album of the year. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's point, that point is great, the- though. The Stevie's just like Meryl Streep is just like, oh Christ! Oh, he's been nominated. Well, he's gonna win. <laughs> so what's the point of even going up against them? Yeah, yeah. Well, the following year, he took a year off, and Paul Simon thanked him at the Grammys. <laughs> he said, "Thanks, thanks to Stevie Wonder for not releasing an album because he realized." You know, he probably would have lost. Oh, was that was it? Um, was that, did Graceland slip in, or was that a different year? No, they, this that was um, uh, still crazy after all these years. Oh, okay. okay. Um, although he did win Grammy of the Year for Graceland as well, but that was like a decade later. Mm. Um, so, uh, and he'd already won Grammy for the year with um, Bridge Over Troubled Water. I think it was earlier in the, the decade. Uh, so Paul Simon wasn't doing too bad in the Grammy stakes. Uh, <laughs> just Stevie Wonder was doing a lot better. Uh, um, I just heard the other day actually. Just like the, the, I never knew the reason of like why, um, like Simon and Garfunkel broke up. It was just apparently it was just because like Art Garfunkel was just smoking a lot of weed, and he was just like, oh, I just can't really be bothered. Like he just had a kind of real thing about like <laughs> Paul Simon just had like, a, a steady work ethic, and Art Garfunkel was just kind of like. Uh, you know, we made the money. Like, what, what, what are we rushing for? This is like, I, I can, I can look at those two now. I was like, yeah, I can see it. Like, I, I can see that being the problem. I mean, it's funny that basically, um, you know, once you got into the 80s, neither Stevie Wonder nor Paul Simon were putting out a huge amount of albums. <laughs> so, um, and one of them decided to go into acting and marry someone from Star Wars. And the other one made a song called, I just called to say, I love you, which is terrible. <laughs> so I don't know which one of them made the worst choices there. So, but yeah, I, I mean... 
obviously fulfilling this is uh you know a classic album i mean very few people kind of dispute that um and i would say as well it ain't no use is kind of uh almost like a palate cleanser after you haven't done nothing um which is obviously the song that made richard nixon resign it was released and then two days later he resigned so i can only assume that was due to stevie uh, and obviously it is directly office, aimed at him cranking that out full blessed i am out of here <laughs> yeah uh well once you once you've lost stevie in the jackson five there's no way you can uh, you can keep the, the, the imagine the like amongst all like the raving fans at concerts just richard nixon <laughs> standing in the middle <laughs> Stevie, I love yeah. you. And when, obviously, at the you know at the Grammy Awards, when he won for Grammy of the Year for this album, he had the Jackson Five come out on stage and sing backing to "You Haven't Done Nothing." Oh, nice. Um, which is kind of and and I think as well, like the background vocals on this are quite remarkable. You know, obviously, Minnie Riperton, um, you know, well known for for you know being Maya Rudolph's mother, but also having a hit with Loving You. Mm. Uh, Denise Williams, obviously, is a great vocalist as well. Uh, and Lanny Groves, uh, on the song You Are the Sunshine of My Life, she actually gets, like, the second opening line <laughs> um, before Stevie sings anything. So, obviously, Stevie kind of enjoyed her voice as well. But mm. I think the three of them, it's worth saying, you know, like, uh, this is kind of one of those weird Stevie songs that it has the, the title in it, but it's in the verses. And the chorus is just... Um, kind of vocalizations. Mm. So, so um, you know, Stevie. That's the thing I do chorus. love, though, when they don't have the the title yeah. of the chorus, but they just have it slipped in the line. Because it, again, it's like the the title of the movie being in the movie. Like when it comes up in the in the verse, you're kind of like nudging the person next to you, like, eh, there it is. He said it. <laughs> he said he said the title of the track. You know, the the kind of in the previous few albums, there have been kind of. I mean, I guess this is a ballad, but most of the ballads have kind of been about how much he loved slash had fallen out of love with his ex wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this case, it feels weird because this is like a conversation about a relationship that I think is meant to be over, um, you know, where he's talking about, you know, there ain't no reason for us sitting down to try and talk our problem out because <laughs> uh, we know the truth. It ain't no use. Mm. Each other we must do without, which I, I love again when, when you know, um, songwriters reverse a common phrase like that. Um, so that kind of each other we must do without is is such a great kind of way of putting it. Mm. And this kind of, you know, there ain't no reason to try to force a smile <laughs> when pain is really in its place. And the funny thing is Stevie is singing this in such a beautiful way and his voice is so great that you, you can kind of almost overlook the fact that he's basically talking about a relationship that is literally so painful they can't even smile at each other <laughs> anymore. And... And yet when he says, you know, because uh, we know the truth, it ain't no use. Let's part before we lose, lo- lose love's trace, which is a bit of a tricky thing, like the title of this album to say. And then we go to the chorus, which is him saying, you know, you have kind of Stevie with his kind of bass voice singing. We've got to say bye bye, bye bye bye. And then a counter, you know, to that is the other women singing the kind of O's on top of that. And then also some of them singing the bye bye byes with Stevie and just kind of like I love the verses on this song, but just the chorus, the way it's kind of constructed and you have kind of the the contrast between Stevie's voice and then, you know, these three wonderful women kind of singing, just kind of counterpointing to each other. And just the way it's set up is so great. Just kind of the kind of syncopation between Stevie singing something and then the women singing something and then they kind of overlap and then kind of interrupt each other. And it's, I don't know, it's just such a great kind of... I just, I love kind of the brutal honesty in the verses. Mm. <laughs> I do I do like it as a as a kind of like, you know, I'm out kind of song like I do appreciate that sentiment like uh like the, the yeah even though it's within the context of the episode it was supposed to be horrible but my favorite ever breakup I've ever seen 
was in the the cartoon series of Black Dynamite, and I just remember the um, there was this Black Dynamite's father leaving, just saying like, "Yo, I'm leaving you to raise eight year old Black Dynamite all by yourself. Now dig it while you can, cause the light just turned mother." Green. and just walking away as like i had that same energy of just like you know i can see all this stuff happening i'm out i'm out of here and i like as well how in the second verse he's he's kind of he really emphasizing it he's like as i look back i'm really trying to see just what what it was that made a spark and you're like oh my god stevie you really are getting like you're making sure that there's no coming back from this um you know he says because the fire's out and it leaves no doubt the flame's not burning in our hearts and it's like Oh, I like it. I, I, it's kind of so brutal. And then when he's like, we was, I, I love as well. He says, we were, we was, we still are young and both of us have time, which is true. Like he's basically 23 when he's recording this song. <laughs> um, and he says to find our winter love in spring, which I, you know, I love that turn of phrase as well. Like kind of using the, the different seasons there. And he says, of course, yes, we know the truth. It ain't no use. We're not each other's everything, which is such, a, again, like, you know Stevie's kind of songwriting is very direct and when he sings something like this I just love like how each line is basically saying nope we are not together and then we spend most of the rest of the song just on this chorus and you kind of have this whole thing of like the overlapping of the bye-byes as kind of Stevie I mean like I say like he's got a beautiful voice and he starts singing these woes over the top of it in these OOOs and it's like just holding those notes and it's just so kind of like beautiful um and then like as he's going along he then keeps saying stuff like you know seems we can start over and you know and he he he, he also says don't go take me back baby don't go and it's like because it ain't no use we've run out of juice like so he it seems like he has second thoughts halfway through this kind of long outro but then he kind of has to say so long baby bye bye yeah. baby and it's it's i don't know i, I kind of love just those those um you know the three women kind of the just the way their backing vocals are kind of built and the way that stevie kind of keeps like overlaying with them and it's i don't know it's just a, it's a, such a wonderfully kind of realized chorus and it's one of those things where if you try to think about what they're doing it's kind of you can kind of pick out what they're doing but it's like very hard um you know if i was seeing this written down um it'd be like oh so they're like this they're overlapping in such a kind of complex way Mm. um that it's something that i think stevie obviously can do without even thinking about it like yeah um you know and and it it feels almost like they're kind of matching the drums like the way that they're laid out it feels like it's kind of rhythmic the way that they're singing these bye bye byes and stuff Mm. um and i can kind of imagine that stevie probably you know that's where the idea probably came from is like the rhythm of the song Mm. um and it's I don't know. So so perfectly realized. It's it's you know every song on this album is is so great and it's it's kind of I just love as well just the brutal honesty of those verses where it's like that's it, you know uh, we're not each other's everything is and just the way he sings everything mm. like it's so perfect. It's just yeah. such a great kind of it kind of I just I just love it. It kind of weirdly reminded me uh, when we talked uh, about the sunshine in their eyes and I remember we were talking about like oh he had great influence by the Beatles. And you can tell in the outro that had a kind of Hey Jude kind of vibe to it. I kind of got again in this because yeah, in the in the outro you do start, you know random vocals coming in, going kind of going like bye, and like you know, it just seemed to be sort of snippets from something else. And it reminded me like the Beatles used to do kind of things like that. Like I was watching, you know, Yellow Submarine recently, and that ends with you know all together now. And throughout the you know the the, the refrain at the end of it, just all together now. You just get random people coming and going, all together now. And 
the Beatles had a yeah. kind of standard thing of like, oh yeah, sometimes we'll just throw in a funny voice saying a thing and stuff in in the outro to the song. So I was wondering if that was a thing that uh, Stevie kind of took of like, yeah, it was, you know, it it doesn't sound like a Beatles song in other regards, but I wonder if he took that kind of snippet as, you know, as inspiration of like, oh, putting in snippets of disconnected vocals to counterbalance the, uh, the the singing that's going on and been layered up at the end. I mean, I would say there's probably a bit more of an influence from like, uh, you know, like a jazz background because it feels to me, particularly like the groove on this song is a bit kind of more jazzy. Mm. And so it feels like maybe there's just a bit of kind of like, you know, not scat singing, but just kind of interjecting a little kind of thoughts here and there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I can certainly hear like the, the again, like the Beatles influence. It's funny because obviously Stevie Wonder is kind of a contemporary of the Beatles and obviously would work with at least one of the Beatles in the future. Um, so it's kind of interesting to think of him being influenced by them. But obviously, you know, while the Beatles were getting big, he was still kind of like a child star. Yeah. Um, so he was like a few years younger. Um, and they, you know, they certainly kind of did influence um, some of the kind of harmonies and stuff that he would do on songs. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I just like, you know, it feels like I say it so much, but six out of five, I mean, just (laughs) such a, I mean, it's just one of the, like this album is so like from track to track, it's so kind of perfect. And I just love kind of like, you know, the kind of raw anger of you haven't done nothing. And then it kind of goes into this very kind of like bitter breakup song. And then it turns into, you know, They Won't Go When I Go is such a kind of like dark song as well. So it's it's almost like Stevie's bitterness is kind of coming out. Um, and then fortunately for the last couple of songs, he mellows out just a little bit. But yeah. I just I just love kind of how angry and bitter he gets on this little run of songs here. And, and then he kind of mellows out a little bit more for Bird of Beauty. And, you know, it feels like with Bird of Beauty, he's met someone new. Like this is the breakup. And then, you know, after They Won't Go When I Go, he's kind of feels like it's he's resolved whatever the issues were and then in bird of beauty it feels like he's met someone new and kind of moved on mm. um but yeah just kind of the, the anger and bitterness which if anybody else was singing would be more obvious yeah. but in this particular case because stevie's singing it it doesn't sound that bad uh you know you're like if stevie was saying to you you know uh, i'm looking back and i can't see what made us spark you'd be like Okay, Stevie, you know, I guess you're saying it in a reasonable way. I guess I can't understand why I ever liked you either. You know, like, it it feels like this, like, delivered by somebody else, this would be a lot more kind of, like, you know, vicious. Mm. Whereas Stevie kind of puts it in such a sweet way that you're like, okay, Stevie, you know, I guess the relationship's over. Bye-bye. And then, he, you know, the kind of the sweet way that he sings bye-bye over and over with the women, it's like... Okay, like, it doesn't feel like it's a bad thing. And uh, I don't know, I just love the kind of juxtaposition. This is something that kind of he's done on other songs as well. Like, but in in those other songs, it's more melancholy. So, you know, something like um, You Are the Sunshine of My Life, like, if if you hear the chorus, it sounds like it's a happy, upbeat song. But when you hear the verses, he says stuff like, you know, I was lost and you found me. And, you know, like... So it's kind of a bit more melancholy, whereas with something like this, it sounds so kind of joyful, mm. but it's really kind of bitter, but you don't realize it unless you actually kind of concentrate on the lyrics. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Six out of five. I love it. Uh, I said, like, I, I feel bad now because like, I did in no way want to diss the song, but it's, for me, it was just like, yeah, this is a pretty solid song, but I wouldn't be like, oh, six out of five. I'll be like, yeah, I guess it's like a three or four. Like, it's... It, uh, nothing about it like particularly enraptured me in a way like you know that a lot of other Stevie Wonder, Wonder songs would. Uh, I just thought it was like yeah, this is just solid sort of like album material. Like, it didn't. Um, 
it didn't wow me, but then I can't really go out and be like, well, this is exactly what's wrong with it. It was just that it just seemed like, yeah, this is... Um, it seemed like the kind of thing like, you know, oh, Stevie Wonder could do this in his sleep. Like, it was kind of like, it was like, yeah, this is... Yeah. Don't want don't to call it album filler, because it's better than that. But, like, it is, it, 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 you know, not to, uh, to, to badmouth it anyway, but, like, I thought, like, yeah, it was a, it was a good, solid song. But uh, it would not uh, reach up to six out of five for me, personally. I mean, it's on an album that won Grammy of the Year for Album of the Year. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're on that album, you're pretty much already of the year. So, uh, even if you're just filler, you're still better than, you know, all the stuff that was on the other albums that lost. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I the thing is, uh, uh, you know, looking at the lyrics on um, Genius... Um, somebody has only made one single comment and it just says, nothing to say, this song is just amazing. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> comment that's on Genius. And I kind of love that. I kind of love that nobody wanted to like go through and notate what every single line in this song means. They were just like, oh, I'll make a comment. This song's amazing. And they just <laughs> left it at that. And there's nothing, there's nothing else to be said. Um, you know, which I, th- that's happened on some of these other songs on Genius where people are just like, this song is great. No. That's it. That's the entire thing they can say about it. Although I think like pretty much every song... You sent me of Stevie Wonder, like going into the YouTube links. I'm fairly certain all of them were just like you could just see the the like bar all the way up, zero dislikes. Like there's no one coming in to badmouth any Stevie Wonder. Everyone was just like, hey, no. there's nothing to badmouth. Like what, what am I gonna say? Yeah, and that, well, unless that's the they were talking like... about the start of Sunshine and the Rise, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which you know, but uh, there was a there's only really one kind of like significant cover version that I could find, which was one done by a band called Sweet Blindness. Um, which is a uh, Canadian um, funk group, <laughs> and um, I think it's a you know it's a pretty good cover of it. Um, you know I think it's kind of missing the texture of the Fender Rhodes and the Moog bass, which you know is something that I think really kind of makes the song. Um, and they don't have like women doing the background vocals, um, but it's and also it's kind of even more upbeat than the Stevie Wonder versions. <laughs> so it's it's kind of remarkable. That's a, so called uh, sweet blindness. Like, did you look? Yeah. Are, are they themselves blind, or like would Stevie himself be like, "Is this is this a diss? Uh, <laughs> is, this a, is this an attack? Like, what what, what is this?" Uh, I I mean they're so obscure I couldn't really figure out anything other than the fact that they did a cover of this song. No. Um. So I don't know if that is. I don't think it's a diss on Stevie. No. That's hard, um, that's hard to imagine. You, know, you like I've got to take down that Stevie Wonder. <laughs> that <laughs> Yeah, that protect that perpetually happy, wonderfully singing, you know, uh, genius. I'm going to try and take him down. Um, yeah. Well, uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug now? Oh yeah, uh, I am one of the co-hosts of Bat Minutes, which is a podcast where we analyze the Batman movies uh, from 1989 up through and including 1997, one minute at a time. Uh, we've got our first two seasons completed. Uh, we did several hiatus episodes uh, covering the movies of Prince, amongst other things. Uh, when it was all a lot of fun, and uh, as of December, we should have started airing our coverage of Batman Forever, which is a, let me tell you, like, you, everybody knows, but, like, going from Batman Returns, covering that a minute at a time, into Batman Forever, is like, holy crap, this is, like, whiplash in terms of just different material you're handling, but uh, it's been a lot of fun so far, so I, I encourage anyone to, to come and, and join us. And for this project, you can find us on Twitter at Stevie Bible. Thanks for being my guest here today, man. Oh, anytime, man. And otherwise... Oh,